Hello and welcome to another episode of the His and Hers Boxing Podcast. My name is Lee Costello and I am here with Neve Campbell. Hello everybody. And we are of course brought to you by Stamina.Sports so be sure to check them out on all of their social media. That's Stamina.Sports. Uh, they'll kit out your boxing club, your football club, they've kitted us out. Actually if you go on their page you'll see a beautiful picture of us. A beautiful stunning picture of me and Neve is in there as well. Uh, and the but we're at our boxing club on it, so we're in the ring looking. Oh, here my leggings actually match the stamina quartership that day too. Didn't even mean for it to happen. There you go. I mean, like, the, the stuff goes with everything. It's perfect. They're color co- color coordinating us. I can't speak today. Oh, good. This is brilliant. This is a good yeah, start. Check stamina sport out. Really high quality, affordable gear. Check out their Instagram, their website, and yeah, let's let's kick her off with the show, Lee. Cool. So Chantal Cameron, Il Capo, as they call her. Oh. The 29-year-old beast. What about that here? Here, I wee bit disappointed in the fact that um, our opponent, Arujo's lack, I was going to say sports bra, or lack thereof, made a bit more uh, yeah. of a new, newsworthy talking point than Chantel's win. So, for anyone who hasn't seen... Um, the fight was on Sunday. Yeah, they were fighting. Uh, so, this Chantel was fighting for a world title against um, a, a really established uh, Brazilian who... Um, mm-hmm. Our serious amateur pedigree. She's, She's a d- double Olympian and got a bronze medal the same year in London, 2012, whenever yeah. like shared the pedestal or, or the podium, sorry, with Katie Taylor. Yeah. So, like, not not a woman to be... Not a journey woman. No, of course way. not. Definitely not. Um, and then, um, but <laughs> she, uh, she I, I don't know, she was... Not inappropriately dressed. Well, not a, it's not that it was inappropriate. It was just like it, it wasn't built for function. I mean, uh, them straps were hanging it off. Was out of pre-mark. <laughs> it was out of pre-mark, yeah. That's what everyone's saying. It is out of pre-mark. But no, it is a shame because, right, so she was wearing this top and it was like on the brink of uh, breaking in the middle of the fight. I think her nipple did bounce out and Adam Smith was commentating and was like, what's that in her left arm or something? Not oh, realising. Don't think he knew. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering back, I think he was like, oh, didn't know <laughs> what to do. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, be fine. It's, be just fine. A, it's just a shame that that's what uh, a lot of the, the, the talk was about on social media regarding that fight because Chantal Cameron was absolutely fantastic. I mean, she battered her pillar to post, really. The other thing is, too, you know, when people are watching that and they're sort of like, oh, it's a disgrace. Arujo was so unprofessional. Like, she came in five pounds overweight, which means she was more likely than 10 pounds ah, really, over yeah. um, Chantel's weight on the night. Yeah. And kind of looked like she was wearing trainers as well. Maybe I'm just not that in style. Yeah, with. I was looking at the boots. I couldn't tell if they were boxing boots or not. If they were boxing boots, then they were very low. Uh, they were like them the high ankle. tops. Yeah, like a high top. That's like sort of Kanye West's like. easy yeah. tops. But, um, no, anyone so, who's been in a, in a boxing ring on a canvas knows how easy it is just to roll an ankle on it. Um, hmm. Because like, there's no support in boxing boots. That's the point. It encourages you to be on your toes. Yeah. And then yeah. the canvas itself, like you're... If you're wearing trainers, your feet stick to it because their yeah. trainers are meant, you know, smooth. there's grip on it. Yeah. And then, uh, especially when you're like lunging in, throwing a big puncher and trying to twist your body around to get the weight behind it. It's just a disaster or a recipe for disaster, you know. Well, this is it. But sorry, taking away from all of that. Arujo, like, again, not a bad boxer by any means, but Chantel won on points. Um, I believe it was 190 in the end. And she mm-hmm. literally did win every single round. Like, think we were saying that too like she battered her for every single round um, yeah I mean the, they probably could have threw them the towel but that I mean it brings it back to that whole issue of like two minute rounds and women's two minute rounds instead of three I actually forgot about that I actually know, forgot about that there's a change yeah um, you know like it's, I suppose it is just a little bit different if you can survive you know because the belt just comes that much quicker yeah and there's only 10 yeah. 10 rounds instead of 12 and stuff but if that was 12 rounder 
and or even if it was 10 rounds and at three minutes around mm-hmm. uh she most certainly would have been stopped or the towel would have been thrown in yeah and um well the other thing is that is arujo's first she's brazilian first loss since her seven pro fight career and it's chantelle's 13th win so have a wee, I'll have a wee bit of info about Chantelle. I don't think you know you Lee. So I've been doing a wee oh. bit of background reading on her. Tell so me. so this is the thing, like she actually didn't have this is what I mean. Like so Arujo in theory, I know the amateur game is very different from the pro game by all means, but Arujo had a far better amateur career than Chantel. Um Chantelle Cameron didn't qualify for the Rio Olympics in twenty fourteen. Um she said it was really embarrassing because everyone else from Great Britain who went to the qualifiers did qualify, but she didn't. And she was like for walking away for the sport altogether. Um and then she afterwards she went to European competitions and said she got robbed by a Russian. Said she battered the head of her and she said usually when she lost, um, especially when she was robbed, she would cry. But this time she just laughed and she was like, right, I'm getting ready to go. She was offered a job um, coaching boxing in women's shelters in Australia. And she was away. And then um, who contacted her? Like, who contacted her? God, who? Zima Gwiggins. Oh, correct. oh, yeah, right. I do so know this. So was going <laughs> to travel and then Barry and Shane wanted to meet her. Then last year she switched, signed with MTK Global and is now with Jamie Murr. And so she is in Frampton's stable. She's uh-huh. like a stable made of Frampton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frampton wrote there. He here in Northern Ireland he has a column with the Sunday Life and he says that he would really want it does seem the next possible option for he wants to see Katie Taylor fight Cameron. Uh-huh. Um I think Chantel only has to like drop two pounds to go down to lightweight. Yeah. Um. So because he sparred, he has sparred Katie in the amateurs, and then obviously Chantel's a stalemate, so he thinks that's yeah. a really good matchup. The other thing is though, I feel like Chantel has worked so hard, and like she just never got. I, th- I feel like she gets all the interviews I've been reading with her and stuff. She gets so annoyed because people keep bringing Katie Taylor up there, and it is a bit annoying at this point too. Because whenever you talk about female boxing, I love Katie Taylor, I do, but I feel like. There are so many advocates for it now. And it's like, you know, Chantelle was basically said in an interview, you know, everyone brings her up to me, but no one brings me up to her. Like, I just don't seem to be in her radar. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. And she was, she was a mandatory at lightweight. And then she went up to super lightweight and just looked like she was never getting it. Just no. like Katie Taylor didn't want to, didn't, either didn't rate her. Maybe not up to Katie, up to her management team and all the rest of it. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just it. Sometimes you got to chase the champion. You know, it, it does, it does work now, that like, way. You know, Katie will be, always be, um, the money fight, as it were, you know, she is women's boxing's Joshua. Yeah, everybody wants yeah. a piece of that pay. Like, yeah, when you look up even just women boxing, like for a feature article, even if it's not about her, like there's just a picture of her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's it. And and she, you know what, she deserves that because she brought the sport to a whole new level and stuff. But she isn't the only one at the minute now, and um, because we've got you know Chantel's now world champion, Terry Harper's now world champion. Yeah. Um, like England itself, Rachel Ball's going to be fighting for a world title fight. Yeah, yeah, just in and Ireland. Um, yeah. So Chantelle Cameron has twice won eliminators to fight Katie, but got nothing from it. Was mandatory last July, and then was super lightweight mandatory in November, and then nothing happened. And then she was going to fight um, you know Jessica McCaskill, mm-hmm. and then she moved up, and never happened. But now that she said she said now she's with Matchroom. Things are seem to have um, been working yeah. out too. Yeah, she's, she's, so she's got the right promotion. She's got the belt. You know, she finally has some leverage and she could really kick on with her career. And uh, so, not... <laughs> when you talk about women's boxing, all you can talk about is Katie Taylor. Let's talk about Katie Taylor. <laughs> yeah. I didn't... I, this isn't on purpose. It's just because Matchroom announced the fight. Uh, yeah, yeah, or they, yeah. they announced this uh, brilliant new card. Um, Sorry, can I tell you one, one other thing? Oh, by Chantel? I actually think you know, you know this. Oh. She lost out on a points decision to Katie Taylor in the 
amateurs in the European Championship semi-finals nearly 10 years ago. 10 years ago? Yeah, so she right. on a points decision. Like, so it could be... She also said she never met Arujo in, in the amateurs, even though she fought for... Um, she also Ah, they would have fought. Mm, yeah. that's, that's a, we, we, I'm sure we could maybe dig that fight up between Katie and... Yeah, yeah, lost out in points. I don't, know, I don't think it was like... It. I can tell you know I think maybe Katie I should probably did no just lose yeah, yeah 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 that's interesting but, uh, so 10 years ago and you know um, Chantal is, is she's a younger fighter and there's uh, you know what there's uh, there's other arguments to be made and stuff but yeah moving on to to Katie Taylor she is going to defend her uh, all of her yeah all of her belts she's yeah. going to defend her what not all of them yeah the ring magazine WBC IBF uh, WBA do they have an IBO who cares? <laughs> I feel like they do, yeah. Uh, nobody, nobody wants it anyway. Right, it's the Ring that, magazine that looks the best, I think. international one too, thrown in there too. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. She's fighting Guterres. Guterres, yeah. Here, the poster your Roman Guterres looks terrifying, doesn't she? I yeah. think this looks like... Um, did you did you see the poster of Shervanta Davies? Oh my God, the one where his head was crushed. Yeah, so they like photoshopped his head. I you really, you. I know, it's, it's insane. It was so the it email is. I was going to because I was like, he isn't this fat. I know, like he gets fat between fights. I know. But it was, um, yeah. That, that's a bad Photoshop job or, I don't know. Someone, the researcher. Someone quit their job. <laughs> someone's like a junior graphic designer just out of, fresh out of uni, but because of COVID, like their last year was just not in campus. So they really haven't got a clue <laughs> and they've just absolutely fudged it. <laughs> that's it. Um, so yes, so this is like a sort of. Uh, all women. Yeah, all women boxing card sort of thing. I don't, I don't know if it is going to be all women. Are they going to get more people on the undercards and stuff? But yeah, the Katie, poster looks like something out of like a movie that The Rock is in. Like it's real, yeah. real action. Pa- it's going to be unreal. Like I'm um, now we're looking forward to it because Katie Taylor's headline and so she's just always a pleasure to watch. And then uh, Terry Hopper is defending her belt. A little disappointed that we didn't get the immediate rematch between her and Natasha Jones. I didn't. I, but, I didn't. I didn't think we'd get the Jonas. Rematches as quick though rank uh, anyway. I think it's I think a lot of people are complaining but I'm like you need to like realise you look these things Well it just, it just would have been so brilliant but then I suppose actually it I would know. nearly deserve to be the headline act, wouldn't it? Um but yeah, I mean the sooner we see it the better. So hopefully Terry Harper just gets through this, finds her feet and then we can get that rematch underway. Uh Spain. but this is the big news on it. Oh, on on under in terms yeah, of this yeah, card. Yeah. Rachel Ball, oh, who Jesus. just I sub- rather contentiously but still, you know, you can't help it. Not number, too dubious. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a tight fight and whatever. But anyway, yeah, she beat uh, the matchroom darling that is Sean Courtney. 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 Um, Courtney. 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 <laughs> real, real country Irish culture there. So yeah, Sean Courtney came in with her as, as being a the really strong, yeah, a really strong favorite. You know, she was matchroom's next big thing and she whatever must else. Be like a- oh. Yeah, well, she she actually tweeted something there about uh, fake news. I, I I assume she's being promised the winner. Uh, but this is this is the other big news. So who's Rachel Ball fighting for? Oh, Ebony, for this world champion, Ebony Bridges. Ebony Bridges. I don't even know if I'm saying your woman's name right. There, I refuse to really pay I know. much attention to her. So I am a feminist, by the way. <laughs> anyone who doesn't know Ebony Bridges, uh, you maybe know her from the Twitter world. She she's um, Australian. She's Australian, yes. And look here, I mean, like just watching highlights of some of her fights. I mean, I, I know nothing about her opponents to be fair, but she looks like I mean the girl can whack. Um, she's but, a maths teacher too but she can't spell uh, and yeah that is also an issue I really that's like, why she teaches maths not English I, I, I don't know if she's teaching anything I'm sort of like can I see your degree I don't know if she's like just saying she's a maths teacher do you know what I mean great god um, oh, allegedly <laughs> she um, so <laughs> she sort of got big in the twitter world for uh, so she, she go like, on for, for what I know I, I feel like it should be you explaining this she she would like weigh in in lingerie 
um, and she likes to have the crack with all all the men who like obviously reply to that on Twitter with whatever comments that they may have. She, she has, uses her sex no, and I'm not I'm not against this either. She really, really uses her sexuality to like plug herself right, and this is. I think there's a really interesting debate and there's like a really interesting sort of like article behind this but what is she by the way? She's 3-0, 4-0? 4-0. She's 4-0 she's getting a world title fight and everyone's a, a bit like what the hell but on the other side a lot of people are like but boxing is a business and boxing is about self-promotion and it's all about who can trash talk and who can sell the fights, right? I get that but like she is massively into the fact that she has fake boobs. Like, she talks about it all the time. She, like, has jo- She basically, like, ages ago, um, started writing to Shannon Courtney on Twitter, being like, let's give all the boys the fight they want to see. Because mm-hmm. they're both blonde, and they're both, you know, stereotypically, like, blonde, pretty. She gets on, even if she's a mass teacher pony, she gets on, like, a real ditz. She, yeah, she wears in her underwear, puts her shorts on back to front and all, and has to take them off. Like, I feel like she's playing up, like, She's smart in that way because... Well, that is what she's doing. And look, yeah. you say what you like, you know, she, she's 4-0 and she's getting a world title shot. She's going to be... She's from Australia it. and she's going to be fighting in the UK and she's going to be fighting on Sky Sports. I hope Rachel Ball fucking annihilates her, like... Well, Rachel Ball, uh, she's got it. <laughs> it's not personal, <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Rachel Ball has a story that she can't not be in love with. Yes. Um, you know, she's uh, she was a Keele or Keele. Key, a key worker. A key worker, yeah. Don't know where I'm She's saying. a care worker. Yeah, she's a care yeah. worker. You know, and it all, all during lockdown and COVID and stuff. she's still doing that on the yeah. side. Yeah, oh, she has to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, So she's, you know, she's really working really hard, especially in these, uh, these difficult times. And like, she didn't even tell, you know, the, the residents in the care home that she works in before she fought Sean and Courtney that she was even a boxer. Know. You know, they didn't even know. I and then, know. and they yeah. all... And they all stayed up and watched the fight and they were all delighted when she got the win. Like, I mean, it must have been... Uh, it really does know, make Shannon... Although we knew you actually scored Shannon as well. I, I did have Shannon winning, I have to say, but like, it wasn't... It as, makes the loss look even worse because it's like, Shannon, you're like loaded. You are Matthew's golden goose. And once you did she's not loaded, win. but she, she's definitely oh, wait, a full-time athlete. I definitely would have more money, though, than Rachel. More yeah. fights and stuff. And that was... Her full-time job was training for that fight, whereas Rachel Ball, that wasn't her full-time job mm-hmm. and she still beat her. But yes... Again, beat her, did she, did she not? But yeah, no, I don't have any hard feelings against Rachel Ball. No, absolutely. Thing. I mean, for me, the way this scenario works out best is that Rachel Ball beats her, beats her well, and then we get the rematch between yes. herself and Shannon with the world title on the line. I think and that could I be... I really like Shannon Courtney too, but yeah. I would love to see Rachel Ball convincingly beat her this time. I just think it's, it's really... See, Rachel Ball, you know, she's just winning fans all over. Like, and, you know, but isn't it great that the, 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 the boxing world is so many great... Yeah, uh, yeah. Idols. Oh my god, I really feel like I need to clear up too. Like, I'm not against people being like overtly sexual, like women and stuff, but I just feel like when it's women's boxing, it's like that's what we're trying to get away from. We're trying to get away from that, like, oh, girls fighting half naked and stuff. Let's give, you know, let's give boys what they want to say. Like, and like, yeah. why can it not just be about the sports? Like, the men don't get on like a, you know, it's about equality. But yeah, anything to sell if you're sell- Look, it's worked for her. She is getting this fight, I believe, purely on self promotion. and Yeah. Yeah, no, she is. That that's that is one hundred percent what is happening. Um, but uh, we look forward to it nonetheless. Uh, now back on moving on. That's sort of <laughs> the, the, the Neve's passionate. Yeah, over it. yeah, yeah. Female boxing right. sort of sort of covered for a little while. You know, this is his and hers boxing. Of course, let's move on to hers his, and his, I suppose. Now, his <laughs> yeah, hers and his. Um, I'm gonna branch up my own and just have a hers. Just hers boxing. Hers boxing. Her boxing. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be in competition with each other. Go on ahead there. Uh, so Joshua Joshua Boatze was the uh, headline fight on Saturday night. Oh, Sunday night, sorry. Mm, and Boatze. Yeah. I love his name. 
he's just, you know, I, I really like him as well. He's just a brilliant guy. You know, he's really humble. He's really like... I'll credit you, Manly. Yeah, he's, oh, but he is, he's really chatty. Yeah, uh, just cute. just a really nice guy. He he sort of self promotes himself in a really positive way. Um, he he, he sort of doesn't need to do boxing because he's actually a well educated kid and stuff. Yes. You know, when he moved to Croydon, I think he's from. It is Croydon now. Yeah, and uh, but like, what a boxer he is, you know, mm-hmm. and he, and he's tipped for, uh, like the absolute, you know. Heights like yeah yeah the, the pinnacles know. of boxing is what he's tipped for. Barry Jones said uh before he even fought um that. Uh, he hasn't seen a sort of fighter with him who's been knocking people out with the sort of conviction that he's been knocking them out and the sort of style that he has since the Vander Holyfield. Mm-hmm. So that's big words, like that's yeah. I mean, like that's a huge, huge statement yeah. to make. Um, and like fair, fair play. I mean, you know, it's not it's not that it's unjust or undeserved, but he did come up against a really, really tough test against. Uh, I'm going to pronounce this here, Kalich. Kalich. Yeah, I think yeah. we're saying that right. I think so too. Going by so like, K- Kalich, you know, he went into the fight, I think he was like 11-0. He's a really, really good amateur pedigree as well. Uh, he's sort of a little bit of an unknown entity in, in professional cre- boxing. He's Croatian. Yeah, so he's I don't Croatian. think he's ever really fought in the UK. I don't quote me on that. Like, but yeah, so he's already known here. Yeah, he's not known here, but uh, a really, really quality fighter. And it's not that he exposed Boatsy in any way, because I thought Boatsy fought very well. It was just that, like, you know, so he, he actually challenged him. It's the fight that's mostly tested Boatsy's career thus far. Oh yeah, massively. The yeah. And then, um, and yeah, he made Boatsy. Like, he asked questions to Boatsy, and Boatsy really had to go and you know figure him out. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. He had other obstacles too. He got a really bad uh, swelling around the his right eye, I think it was, um, which is always makes it really difficult to fight. You he know, couldn't when, see when, out of it. Uh, he couldn't you, see. Yeah, exactly so he, when you can't see he it. Couldn't, I think it might have been his left eye. So then he couldn't see. Sorry, as my laptop going lost. I think he couldn't see Kalich's right hand coming. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So he kept sort of getting caught. Um, one one thing I did notice about uh, Boasi is that like, in terms of head movement, he seems to not. Re- well, he seems to he, he wants to react instead of just be constantly moving. So you're always sort of taught to be staying. When you talk in boxing, you talk about like staying off that lane. So if me and you were facing each other right now, we're both in a perfect lane say there was a lane going on the floor mm-hmm. and we're just standing both feet over it you're facing me mm-hmm. then you're in my range and I'm in your range and we're in perfect notion just to be hitting each other I could go one two you go one two I go one two you go one Lee two Lee is fully acting this out by the way sorry can <laughs> and um, so what you're always encouraged to do is to keep uh, like sort of bobbing left and right even just a little yeah. because uh, then if a shot comes and you've just moved that little bit to the right and then, you know, there's less to move again. You've still moved. Just to encourage it. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it's not even about, like, making the miss completely. But if you make the miss a little, uh, then you take some sort of wind off their shots and things like that. But Boatsy, he does. He seems to wait to the last minute to try and move, mm. you know, and, and uh, slip the shot. Which, it just really wasn't working out because Chalice was getting him with the basics, which was just straight shots. Uh, the commentators kept talking about the hooks, but I, I, I thought it was the straight shots and sort of trying to walk Boatsy down, which isn't an easy thing to do because he was the bigger and stronger fighter, as as it proved in the end. But um, that's how Boatsy kept getting caught, in, in my opinion. Uh, although, it, like, like I said, uh, Boatsy was the stronger and the better. And, and eventually, he did sort of figure him out. Um, he, you know, he came to grips with the fight. And see, when you have that sort of power... That Joshua mm. has that sort of equalizer, coupled with the fact that you've got an intelligent boxing brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Like, he, 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 it was just a really a, ma- a matter of time more than anything. Yeah. He, he weathered the storm, started to break him down, and then as soon as he smelled blood, and I think this is what Barry Jones meant about like the Evander Holyfield thing too. Like, I mean, he, he wasn't trying to coast to like a twelve point or a twelve oh, round yeah, victory no. or anything like that. Despite the fact that he was in trouble earlier on, um, 
you know, he, he wanted to finish. And as soon as he smelled blood, he, he just like predatory instincts. Uh, Chalice went southpaw. I was going to say, yeah, I think that was like a real, like, why would you not be, if you're a natural switcher, you'd be sort of doing that all throughout the fight. Yeah. Why in the seventh round would you just go, right, well, this clearly isn't working, so I'm going to go southpaw. So I think Boatsy was like, well, oh, I have, right. I have a theory. So Boatsy has like an absolute stinger of a jab like I mean you hear it really oh, yeah. like pure snap it, there's no, it's not a range finder like at all I mean he, he uses it to absolutely kill mm-hmm. you know his jab like his full intention is to hurt you a lot of people use it you know they find the range they just want to sort of distract you maybe faint it a little but Boatsy's jab is powerful and I think uh, so like when you fight a southpaw you sort of turn like it sort of eliminates the opponent's jab but then their backhand becomes so much more dangerous but uh, so I think he's after what was it the seventh round it was the seventh round that he got yeah yeah so I think after the seventh round and I think his face and his head was just you know when you just get so sick of feeling that shot again it was he just sort of maybe wanted to take a break from that so he switched southpaw maybe try and uh, avoid that job or try to uh, work off it a little bit better and Boazzi noticed it straight away came in with a big huge over right hand seeing that it connected and that it hurt Chalich and then he just threw the same over right hand again because you can in them situations and that that was it really I mean Chalich Chalich Kalich. Kalich. <laughs> um, you know, he, he was more or less done at that stage. The, the corner had the towel in the hand, ready mm-hmm. to go. Sort of hoping, really, more than anything, he knew that the result was coming. Yeah, and I think Kalich at that point did, like, you know, the, the ref gave it a standing count and he was looking at his corner, I think, to be like, you know, maybe he was being like, don't do it, or maybe get ready to do it, like, get ready to throw the towel in. I don't think he's the type of... Did you see he tried to walk over to the corner and the ref sort of kind of stopped him? I think he was looking to maybe have a wee... Not shot, obviously, but ah, uh, yeah, sort of... yeah. I don't know. He's given the eyes anyway. Uh, um, apparently, well, apparently, it came out that he he broken his jaw. I know. I so know. you know, he was trying to hide from that. That that could have been another reason for the the southpaw switch as well. Maybe it was like the left hand side yeah. of his jaw. Yeah. So he wanted to like try and protect it a little bit more. I feel like as well what you were saying there, like you know, Boatsy doesn't react to the last moment. Like I don't mean this in in any sort of negative way, but I feel like the way that the style of fighting both of them it was very like amateur. Like there was a lot of like like what you would see in the amateur game like mm-hmm. a lot of just straight one twos one twos and like you were saying like any lesser man than Boatsy you know Kellich would have had him but he just has like a sort of really chin that made of stone doesn't he he just kept yeah. it got to the point in the, the fifth and sixth rounds like yes they were hitting him as he was going back but like it's weird right? sometimes people like they can start off that like they can start off really strong and they can take the punches but then they get worn down I feel like he was taking the punches but getting stronger like then he just started walking through them yeah like just being like, right, no, I'm not even gonna move the head anymore at the last minute. I'm just gonna walk right through it. No, and just it. and there was a lot of one for ones, you know, like Yeah. Cal- well, they're, jab, both, they're both similar jab. sizes and similar ranges. Very and similar stuff, fighting yeah. styles. Yeah. 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 It was really good. And Boati, like I know you were telling me this that everyone says it. He is just like the nicest guy ever. Like he's yeah. so lovely. Yeah, you you wanna support him. His post and his post interview and stuff was so nice and like I know he is obviously very religious and spiritual, but even if you're not like that, I think like he's a real testament to like positive thinking and positive mind yeah. and you know having a real good outlook on life absolutely um so that that was an, it was a fantastic fight too like I mean, it was just really enjoyable to watch but but it had absolutely nothing on what is no doubt fight of the year i think uh, it's already been sort of named as it a, has to be it, like, it has to be the so, weirdest fight though weirdest like so if, if you think i struggled with names before what do you hear this uh, i just don't even have them written down zapita Zepeda. Zepeda. I'm going by the comment. Zepeda. Zepeda. Uh, um, Baranchik. Baranchik. Okay. Baranchik. So I'm going to actually tweet a link to the YouTube uh, like highlights or whatever of this fight mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. so everyone else can see it. Although if you're in any form into boxing, 
Oh, how long, lads? The phone's ringing. If you're in any way in the boxing and, and follow all the sort of boxing socials and um, online and whatever, then you'll have seen highlights of this fight. I mean, because it was absolutely insane. So both fighters get dropped four times each. I mean, have you ever... And, and, and Did you count? This is, yeah, yeah, so four times each. And this is in... So there's, what, like eight knockdowns or whatever. And then there was a, poten- a potential fifth knockdown, actually, but then I, th- I think it... Uh, counted as a slip four times each within five rounds can we yeah I, sorry this is what i'm going to say so uh, between five rounds and it was just sort of like uh Baranchik knocks him down twice in the first round and then he gets knocked down twice or fuck his advice versa well either way um sabita so, so gets him in the end you know if you, after coming out uh, off the canvas the, the only way i can describe it is that every time Baranchik got knocked down he left uh, a little bit of himself on the canvas you know he got up uh, you know a little bit weaker a little bit more dazed and stuff and Fair play, let me, he came out swinging and he, and he uh, really hurt Sapita. Uh, but I don't know, Sapita, like, as, as much as he got caught with, like, good shots and well-timed shots and stuff, uh, he, he just seemed more, like, clear-headed when he got up. And, 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 uh, and obviously, I was going to say he finished the stronger one because he knocked him out. But, like, oh, my God, he knocked him out, like, his leg. When yeah. you see it when you watch it, but, like, I don't think he did break his leg, but it looked like... Oh, I did. I thought he, I thought he like, dislocated his knee. He, like, it sort of went way, back he, on his knee, like, in a way that was so inhumanely impossible I think so this happens sometimes in boxing where you like the lights go when you get hit and the lights go out before you hit the floor yeah. so you're knocked out cold there, right there in the end like that instant yeah. so then your whole body goes limp mm-hmm. you limp. know limp and limp. you can't even like you know tense or try to support or break the fall or anything like that um, so just whatever way his standing leg was it tries to stay there while his whole body capsizes yeah um, and like a like, Titanic breaking in half. Oh God, it, it did. I I thought he'd really hurt his knee. Um, but the way it went down. But that I mean, there is me just talking. I mean, when I'm sure the actual punch was probably <laughs> the the like, thing to fear the most. The thing is as well, I was like Jesus. Well, both of them, but Barnchek especially. I was like, man, you have no bonds because he fell down a few times, and I don't actually know if there were. Obviously, the punches were hard, but I was like, I actually just think your your footwork's really bad, and you're not your balance just isn't great yeah but I can't remember which one it is I think because it was so tit for tat but I think it was I think it was Zepeda you know again people will watch it but like he kept turning Baranchek round mm-hmm. so but then he would like get underneath his armpit and give him an uppercut from behind yeah obviously yeah, it was, yeah. I was like how and they looked like they hurt I was like how are you doing this like this is actually like yeah magical to watch definitely not allowed like but um no it is I mean, it was we, freaky like, we can freaky. recommend it enough of it it's a complete smoke show uh the way I assume the boxing's intended actually well people think you know it's that old rocky movie sort of thing oh my god i love that. I knock god. down i get up and i put you down you I, get up i can't remember the ref's name but i love that ref i love that ref whenever people watch it oh yeah he's yeah oh, i forget so his name eccentric. too but um he's brilliant do you know what that reminded me of whenever you said that whenever like the lights go off but you haven't even hit the ground yet yeah that's <laughs> like do you hear this story it's always told about this guy and he like isn't on a balcony in spain in like a really high rise flat and he's drunk uh-huh. and he falls off the balcony and he hits a car and he breaks a load of bones but because he was really really drunk uh-huh. everyone's like oh that's a really good thing because you were so drunk your body didn't know to tense so your limbs were all limp but if you had been sober you would have tensed up and you would have died so in a way maybe it's good that uh-huh. he was knocked out <laughs> cold before he hit the ground kind of like being drunk yeah could have damaged himself even more if you had a tensed, but yeah. Um, well, I mean, tweet us your opinions and stuff on, on the fight, but it, it'll only be positive stuff because it, it, it was unbelievable. Um, bringing it back to like a negative and a fight that was on earlier in the week, uh, our good friend, Jerome McKenna, oh, unfortunately. Last week, yeah. Good yeah. Good last week now. Oh yeah, good bit last God, week. God, I've been right. so depressed since it, but I haven't I been active. Um, 
unfortunately lost out in a, in a tight decision against O'Hara Davies. Now, it was tight, like, it was. Like, yeah, it was, it was a tight. It wasn't the fight that people were expecting. Like, I mean, Tyrone said he was going to box him and keep him at range, which is something, you know, he's promised all the time, but he never does. But I think maybe because the fans like weren't there, he was able to do it. And I thought he did it really well. Like, I mean, it isn't fan-friendly. You know, people don't like to to watch that sort of thing. I mean, O'Hara Davies just sort of kept the middle of the ring and threw big wild shots every now and again and stuff. Mm. He does have that, a, a very, very powerful right arm. But, um... In my, in my opinion, I still thought Tyrone won, and I thought he won by two rounds. Like, I mean, Barry Jones said the same thing in the commentary. I was the same. I don't even know if we had the same two rounds, but we did have it two rounds. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really did think that uh, Tyrone won. I was uh, trying so hard not to be biased, too. I was it's, like, I know, see him exactly. I was being really hard on him in the scoring, too, just to prevent that. But uh, it's just such a shame because, like, it, it, I, I'd have far rather seen Tyrone McKenna involved in the big fights than O'Hara Davies. You know, I think he's had his second and his third chance. Hard Davies too coming off at the end just talking about like he just is so nonsensical God love him too just getting post interview questions he just keeps talking about it. I'm going to get an apple pie five guys Burger King I was like right I know it was the most interesting thing he'd said or done that entire night to be honest but uh, Tyrone said that he is uh, for now on it's only war so that's the true mechanic we love because um, he got some they got some slobbering too about the fact that the fight was shite or whatever I was like, like it, it was a, it was proper boxing in a way yeah it wasn't like it was really hard to score and it was tight and it was like in a way though is the fact that it's tight even though they're saying it's a boring fight is the fact that it's tight not exciting in itself do you know mm-hmm. what sort of way well I don't know that's if you're a proper boxing fan but I suppose if you're not if you're not a proper boxing fan I wouldn't watch it as the first ever fight no definitely not um, definitely not her own after put up an Instagram story too like he couldn't even go out for a drink he just had to go back to his hotel room on his own all the bars were closed he had no mates over had to get the plane five in the morning and yeah but you know what? I think he takes it really well, and like he gets so much abuse. He got so much abuse saying that he didn't even win against um Mamoun, the French yeah, guy. Yeah, like that should have been. I'm Mamoun. Anyway, <laughs> that French guy that was that contentious. Yeah, 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 A lot yeah. of people were saying that he would have beat O'Hara Davies, but I'm like, I don't think he would have. But anyway, nah. anyway. We 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 digress, and we'll move on to uh, this weekend's boxing just really quickly before we read up. Uh, so Nathan Gorman is headlining on the BT show against Richard Lartery. 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 Do uh, not come to this podcast for any. Uh, oh, if you're looking the correct pronunciation of things, get out of here. Yeah, we we are a casual podcast, uh, very very informal. But uh, you maybe remember lottery, lottery. I want to say it like lottery. I it's L A R T E Y. Lottery. 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 Aye, sure. But you may remember his absolute dust up with Daniel Dubois. Like at this, you know, when he met him, uh, maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, Dubois like had just been you know completely blown away anything that was put in front of him I don't think anyone had even you know laid a scratch on him but this guy just came in and they went toe to toe and they sat, both stood in the middle of the ring and uh, just threw hell for leather and he's become like a real fan's favourite for it I mean he did get knocked out in the end of course but uh, just the fact that he went for it God love the trier yeah really made a part and he's got like he, he, he uh, dyes his beard blonde and everything and he's just like a character as, mm. as we say in Jerome but um uh, so he's in action against Nathan Gorman. Nathan Gorman still also looking to recover from a defeat to Daniel Dubois. Uh, he didn't really cover himself in glory regarding that fight, especially with all the build-up and the talk beforehand. He has left Ricky Haddon. I'm not sure who he's training with now, but I mean, whether or not he's improved it. So it's his chance to see. But speaking of fighters who have improved, Liam Williams is on the undercard. He's fighting Andrew Robinson. Um, Liam is probably the most improved boxer in the UK in the last couple of years you know people thought he was just a brawler and maybe couldn't get higher than sort of British domestic level, level yeah. yeah domestic like 
sovereign titles and things like that but uh, he's really pushing for this world title fight now against Andrade and he's been performing so well that you know it'll be hard to deny him it uh, and also he, speaking of characters He's, he's just so funny. Like, he just calls everybody out. He's been on Twitter. He's not slick, isn't he? Yeah, he's insane. Like, I mean, he's been calling everyone out on Twitter. He just keeps saying, I would absolutely love to fill Eubank Jr. <laughs> he just keeps saying it randomly on Twitter. God, I don't know about to take that. I know. Um, he, uh, <laughs> it's not called HR. He would, uh, that would, no, that would be a dust up and a half, but uh, he, he is obviously, I think his primary aim is, is getting a WBO title shot against Andred. And uh, he's also looking at a real good grudge match against Idris Virgo, which I think everyone would absolutely love to see, because if you haven't seen him, that's that Love Island dickhead who... Oh God, O'Hara loves him too. I know, there you go. Um, he, he was the one who was really, really disrespectful to the journeyman, throwing water over him and stuff like that, like, you know. But do you know what? In, in a wee, why are we talking about him? Because it worked. Well, I'm talking about Liam Williams. I can hope like he got what he wants. Well, I, I do hope Liam Williams gets to fight him, because it, it that would be a complete mismatch, and Liam would... Uh, destroy him and I don't think he'd be like nice afterwards either <laughs> which is which is I don't want to see um Luke Campbell also fights is that tonight that is tonight in Vegas Ooh. so probably very early in the morning um I think it, if he wins he'll get to fight Garcia I honestly can't remember the guy he's fighting like oh yes oh if he does win that's the idea uh, he's being uh, touted to fight Ryan Garcia who mm-hmm. is like uh, the Justin Bieber of boxing as he is called he is gorgeous like yeah he's a really good looking guy boxer. he's really like uh Young. he's got that like what is he? What's the word? Boyish charm. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, boy. Like, yeah, he's, he's got, like, movie good looks, like, teenage heartthrob sort yes. of chat. But right, like, he, he is. Keep it in your knickers. <laughs> but he is um, a serious boxer and a serious, serious talent. Um, he keeps falling out with Golden Boy's promoter um, and Oscar De La Hoya. I only talked to you about that after time. Well, he's best mates with, like, Canelo and stuff too. So, like, I think they're just falling out with him together. So I don't know if uh, Golden Boy really, really rate Ryan Garcia and they're um, matching him up with Luke Campbell to really like fast track his career and get him into these world title fights really quickly mm-hmm. or if they don't like him and they're feeding him to the dogs uh, in terms of Luke Campbell because like I, I, I you have to say Luke Campbell will win this fight because we haven't seen how like Ryan Garcia hasn't been really really pushed and then Luke Campbell you know he went full 12 rounds with Lomachenko and he's uh, an Olympic gold medalist and things like that you know he's 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 the real deal. Yeah, he's the like, real is he, deal. Is he like the top of the, the cream of the crop? Like yeah. So that'll be a really interesting fight if it takes place. So what's what's this you need to tell me? So do you remember Oscar De La Hoya was on about making a comeback? Oh yeah, that's right. So he's like he's forty seven. Like this is still apparently in the pipeline. He put up a video there during the week of him on the pads. Well. Um. No, but that's really it. But it's just still like I like getting ready for my comeback sort of thing. My God. Well, he's gonna need the money because Canelo's suing him. Uh. Ryan's annoyed with him. Yeah, Ryan's really annoyed with him too, so he's going to fall out with him and all. Ryan's really annoyed with him. Aye. <laughs> what age, I let us all know, tweet us, what age do you think is like the appropriate age to just stop boxing? I just, yeah. Or I mean, not come back? Honestly. Um, And also, I wanted to, I sort of wanted to ask you about this, so did you see John Fury came out the other day and was like, the only person that could beat Tyson is like a heavyweight version of Mayweather? Look, John, John Fury is like a caricature version of Tyson Fury who is he's already a caricature, a caricature version yeah, of life yeah exactly you know what I mean so I don't take anything he says really that's he's very funny he's very entertaining yeah. but like I mean sure did you not call out Mike Tyson and stuff there too I don't really care what's his crack is he coming back well, I, what's, what does that even mean a heavyweight Mayweather would be but this is why I want to talk to you because it was like because it, like lad Bible covered it like it was an actual story but I it was know. like 
But a heavyweight Mayweather just is non-existent. That's why he is the weight that he is. Because a heavyweight couldn't move and do the whole shoulder. Like, just couldn't do it the way Mayweather does. I so, know. No, it's, it's a load what of nonsense. So it is. Uh, then I think he was just saying it too. Because Mayweather's probably the most famous boxer, modern boxer of the modern era. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think he thinks through what he says, to be honest. He just says what he thinks. Um, Like... The first thought that comes in his like, head is what, is what is expected. He's a shit talker. Yeah, he's, he says it like it is. He says it like it is. <laughs> you can say complex things, but be telling the truth. Right, lads, that is us. Remember to follow us uh, at His and Her Boxing on Twitter and Insta. Um, tweet us, let us know what you think of all the boxing lately and have the crack. And of course, we're on all major streaming platforms, so share it with everyone you know, your granny and your mummy and your dog and everything else. Uh, leave a review because it really helps us out. And remember to check out our wonderful sponsors, who again we'd like to thank very much Stamina Sports at stamina.sports. And have a really good week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.